Hello, and welcome to another interior design therapy session with B Design. I am Brittany Johnson, the founder of B Design and creator of Design Your Dream Home, the ultimate guide to the interior design and construction process of your new home. So let's just get right into it and tackle one of the biggest questions I get. How long is this going to take? It seems like an easy and justifiable question to ask about a home construction project. But in this time of material and labor shortages, housing booms and busts, and general uncertainty of the world, politics, wars, pandemics, recessions, climate change, and just the weather in general, it's actually an extremely loaded question with variables like a huge amount of variables and unknowns and factors that we have absolutely no control over, anyone in this world. So you might be living in your own local bubble but and feel like the world is back to normal and there should, you know, life just keeps on going because it absolutely does. But the world of construction requires a global view and what is happening in the world and in the country and in the world will affect your little corner of the world. <laughs> your little home build will be affected by what's happening in the, on the other side of the world. That's just the way it is. Um, so when you ask, how long is this going to take? Just know that this is the answer you're going to get is an estimate at best and not something to set in stone. Change your expectations and save yourself the stress along the way. The biggest problem I see, one of the biggest problems I see for a lot of clients is just getting stuck on a date or event that's like this, everything needs to culminate to this. Do not do that to yourself. I always give myself at least a few weeks of grace for a smaller project. Like say you're just remodeling your bathroom. Um, You know, I might say, this could be done in six weeks, plus or minus a month, basically. (laughs) That's crazy. But that is the way to not go crazy. And a big project, I tend to speak in seasons. Like you could expect to have your home build complete sometime in the spring or fall. You know, like your new home build will be finished the fall of 2024. You know, and even then, I wouldn't get too caught up on that. Do not give yourself a day that this absolutely has to be done unless you're setting a very far end timeline. Like it just takes longer than you think and it's going to take as long as it takes. Like there is nothing you can do if your windows show up incorrect. You have to wait for them to be remade and show up again. And this time you hope that they're correct and there's nothing you can do sometimes (laughs) but just wait. And it's extremely frustrating. And I just want to make sure that you're all prepared for that because there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, there are things you can do. And I'm going to talk about that, but just know that this is going to take as long as it's going to take. And this is your dream space and works of art take time. So give yourself that Just know that and enjoy the process. Building a house is not just about the end. You need to enjoy (laughs) the entire process because it's going to be a lot. It can definitely be part of the fun. Personally, the process is my favorite part. Why else would I continue to do this to myself? (laughs) I actually had a client ask me that once. 
I came to them in a very dark hour. Their project had not been going very well. They'd been struggling for far too long. They'd gone through a lot of different professionals that didn't really help. And they were just like in crisis. And by the time they finally got to me, I was like this beacon of light for them. And he asked, so they'd been going, they'd gone through the ringer. And here I am, I show up, I solve their problems. And he is just like, you know, and I had to go to bat for them. Like I, we had to get into some arguments and that's what I do. I am here as your advocate to help you explain what is possible and that there is more than one way to get it. Because quite often you meet up with resistance in the construction world. And as a average person, you don't know how to get around that. You don't know how to solve that problem. So that's what I'm here for. I dig in and help you solve those problems. So anyway, here we are. We're doing all this. We're deep in the problems. And this is what I do all the time. I just walk into people's problems. And so he was just like, why would anyone regularly do this? Why are you making this your job? And I laughed because (laughs) it was, it is ridiculous. And I seriously, like, I get it. Why would anyone want to live in this world? Why do I want to keep doing this to myself? Well, it's because I love the process. I love the process of watching a dream come true. Something that I came up with in my head is now a space that I live in. And it's exactly what I wanted it to be. I am not afraid of this process because I know that there is always a way. I know all the different all the different rules so that I can break them and work them in the way that I need to. So instead of feeling like I'm being thrown around in this storm, I have learned to ride it (laughs) all the way to the rainbow. And that is what I'm here to do, to help everyone else, because everyone can get through this. Construction is hard, but having realistic expectations around what this process is and what it's going to take of you and what you have to put into it, I think sets a better tone for you to realistically climb this mountain. Like you can absolutely build your dream home. It's not going to be easy. And if you're prepared for that and you have the right support team, you can do this and it can be fun (laughs) because building a dream or building a house is a dream for a lot of people. And it like quickly turns into a nightmare and I don't want that for you. I want you, everyone, to be living in their dream space because it's possible and you can do it. So this podcast episode is all about setting the right expectations for what, because, okay, so for example, I'm going to give a design brief. This is one I get all the time. Someone wants to remodel their kitchen. It's an existing kitchen. It's just not quite right. So they, and it's old, you know, they want to get new cabinets, new countertops, and then rearrange things slightly, maybe. So let's, let's not even say this is a huge kitchen remodel. This is just like, oh, I want to rearrange a little bit and freshen everything up. New lights, new floor, because that all kind of goes with it. So that's a pretty average project. And I'm going to now break down the steps involved with completing this project because a lot of clients, so I'll get this call and clients, and then we'll go through it all and then they'll get the final estimate and they'll get the timeline and they'll be like four to six weeks. Like, why is this going to take so long? Uh, you know what? I doubt it. And they'll be like, in your mind, you're already ramping this up. You're like, Oh, I don't even think it's going to take that long. So you're like setting this expectation 
for shorter. And don't, first of all, don't ever do that. Always add on to whatever people tell you. But also, you're not understanding all the steps that have to happen in order. And <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot to navigate. It's a lot to arrange. And yes, if everything flows exactly perfectly, you can have this project done in four to six weeks. But you can't just idly watch it happen. Like if you want a tight timeline, you got to dig in and get it done. You have to focus, you have to manage and do it. So it's possible. Here's how it goes. First step, you come up with your general, and again, I'm going to list these as like super easy steps, but know that each step requires time and commitment on your end, on everybody's end. So take that in as I'm telling you all the steps that you have to do. First step is come up with your plan and style. So what are you going to do? How are you going to remodel this space? And then find your team. Or no, we're not even finding your team yet. Come up with a general plan and style. Because yes, you can bring it to an interior designer. You can bring it to a contractor. But generally, you need to know what you're going to do. You need to know how you want to solve this like how you want to solve this problem, what you want it to look like. They're not going to do that for you. That's where this course comes in. That's where all of this is. Because a lot of people get into this first step and they think, you just need to bring the problem. I just need to remodel my kitchen. Okay, well, you've got to take it a lot farther. And so that's a big step right there. Come up with your general plan and style, either on your own or with a professional. That's step number one. Step two, meet with your cabinet company to confirm that what you want to do is possible and that and then get an estimate to make sure that this is even in the world of your project you know can you afford this is this what you were thinking because it's a lot of times different and a lot of people go into it assuming it's going to cost this or cost that and it's different in good ways and bad ways so just get an estimate and know how much is this going to cost you so then meet with your general contractor plumber electrician flooring installer all those people and teams that you need for your project. So if your sink is moving, you're gonna need a plumber. If your walls or windows or doors are changing, you're gonna need someone to frame those in and to patch and to redo your drywall. You might need an electrician too. If you're changing any electric, and if you're changing electrical or lighting, you will definitely need an electrician. Um, You might need more of these people, you might need less of these people. One professional might do multiple aspects of the job. You might do something yourself. Like there's a whole million ways that you can organize your team. And I dive into that deeper into in my course. And I believe in some of these podcasts. So I can always, I'll probably point to some of those in the description as well. Where if you had a question about this, listen to this follow-up one. (laughs) So anyway, next step then is finalize your cabinet layout with your cabinet company. Um, And again, this Podcast episode is also a blog post on my website. So if you want to like look at this list and really take it in, check out the website b-design.us. The written blog is all there for you. So anyway, finalize your cabinet layout with the cabinet company. So their first approach is not going to be perfect because things don't fit the way you think they do. Um, There's a million ways to lay out a kitchen. You'll probably have some changes So anyway, on and on you go, and then finally finalize the cabinet layout with your cabinet company. Finalize any material selections that you are making and the construction plan. So, and then you need to, you know, like, so finalize it. This is what we're using. These are the materials. This is the floor. This is the countertop. These are the cabinets. And this is the construction plan. These, this is the size of my room when we're done. This is where things are going. You have to, 
the more you can have figured out ahead of time, the better. So you do all of that, place your order, pay your deposits, and then regularly check those ETAs so you know when everything's coming. Because again, working this project in a tight timeline means materials need to show up on time. Uh, your crew needs to be available at the right times. You need to you know, have everyone coordinated and prepare yourself that there will be delays in this aspect. Materials will get delayed. They will show up wrong and need to be reordered. Your team will get double booked, you know, like, or they were planning for you and then your, you know, your flooring person was scheduled for this date. Well, then your materials showed up and they're damaged. You have to reorder. Well, now your materials aren't set, aren't ready for that date. So your flooring person has to take, switch another job for this one so that they can keep moving. Like it is a huge symphony of different people in and out of your space. So there's a lot of scheduling. That is the biggest issue with getting a project done in a short amount of time is more, can you get your crew scheduled accordingly? (laughs) They're the ones that are going to make this happen. So anyway, once you have all of that done, the stars are aligned, your materials are on site, your crew is available and construction can start. That was a lot of things Those were a lot of things before construction even starts. So if you think the four to six weeks timeline starts at the beginning of that, it does not. Four to six weeks starts now. (laughs) That's another thing people don't talk about is like, they'll give you a timeline, but they don't say that timeline starts when this starts. They just give you a timeline and then you start thinking about that. Like, oh, four to six weeks from now, it'll be done. Well, no, four to six weeks from the day construction starts. So get yourself ready. (laughs) So now construction has started. You need to prepare the site. You don't want to do it too early because otherwise you're just living in a construction zone longer than possible. So now that everything is ready, you can actually prepare. Um, Move everything as far away from the construction zone as possible. So this is also taking, assuming you're living in your construction site. Like if you're just doing a kitchen remodel, you're probably going to live in this space. And you don't want everything in your home to be covered in dust. And let me tell you, It absolutely will be. Construction is extremely dirty and messy and fine particulates of dust will go everywhere. So move everything that you do not want covered in dust or dirt. Anything that can't be cleaned easily should absolutely be moved because you're going to be cleaning things multiple times throughout this process. So (laughs) I clean it. I move everything as if possible. Um, And then also tape off any rooms. Your construction crew might do this as well, well, but make sure they do. Tape off all the rooms, seal it as tight as possible. Like if your kitchen, if you have a big open floor plan and you're remodeling your kitchen, yeah, how do you stop the dust and debris from floating through the rest of your house? That's that's a question. (laughs) I mean, you hang up plastic, you do all the stuff, but it's going to travel for sure. So be prepared. Anyway, so then demolition. This Everybody gets excited for demo day thinking like, I don't know, it's impactful. You know, it's a huge change and it it goes fast. So do not start demoing until you're ready (laughs) because it doesn't take as long as you think, but it is hard. So if you're going to do the demo yourself, no, it is a lot of work, but however you want to do it. So demo will happen, which means, you know, walls are coming down, sheetrock's coming down, appliances are moving, old cabinets are being removed. Um, And also you need to have a place to put all this stuff. So if you don't have a general contractor who is supplying uh, a dumpster or something, you need to. So just be aware on demo day, that's all going to sit there (laughs) if you don't have a place for it to go. They might put it in a nice pile for you, but 
be prepared and have some a dumpster or be prepared to manage all that stuff wherever it's going to go and then clean the site after down like you might think oh demolition leave it because now the work starts no the clean the site every day clean it after everything happens because it's just going to keep getting dirtier which seems maybe counterproductive why do you keep cleaning it it's hard to work in a mess and it will keep getting messier so it's not going anywhere that's not going to get cleaned up some of your crews will clean and some won't you'll realize who's worth their money and who's not um, by those little extra things that they do. But clean the site, change your furnace filters. I just posted on my um, story yesterday on Sunday, we just, my husband is really great about um, changing the furnace filters. And I mean, I think you should do it monthly. And he was like, ah, it's kind of lazy. So I only did it every other month. He took it out after two months the other day and it was disgusting. So change your furnace filters regularly, especially during construction. Back to construction. So you've had the demo done and now any wall changes, windows, door, any like changes to the space need to be completed now. If you're moving walls, if you're moving windows, doors, that all happens now. Kind of you're gutted the space, you do the foundational work. So your walls are open, all that sort of thing. Then your electrical and plumbing subcontractors will come in and place rough-ins, meaning they will run things that happen inside your wall. They will put the wires in the wall, boxes for outlets, plumbing and electrical for new appliance. Like if you're putting in new light fixtures, new appliances, changing anything like that, this is all going to happen. It's going to get roughed in, meaning placed inside the walls. Then they'll leave. And these, okay, and your electrical and plumbing are two usually different people and they don't usually work at the same time. So you have to schedule them to be in the space and not necessarily on top of each other because it's probably a small space if you're just remodeling a kitchen. Okay, so now everything's roughed in. Clean the site. Again, clean it after every, every single person is there. And you will see who cleans up after themselves and who doesn't. And to me, there are plenty of contractors and trade professionals who do a great job, who clean up after themselves, who are thoughtful about your space. You do not need to mess around with the people who aren't. If you feel like someone is being disrespectful in your space, not listening to you, and or leaving a giant mess, th- these are not the people to work with. Don't don't recommend them again. And if it's too late, you know, let them do their job and then just make a note. I'm not going to hire that person again because <laughs> we've all had it. I've had I've had a plum. Ugh, not that long ago, I had a plumber who you know I didn't realize that I didn't like him until it was too late. I didn't like the way he was handling my project. I could have fired him, but he was doing the job. I just won't use him again. That's for sure. <laughs> he was messy. He was late. He took a lot of coordinating and he talked a lot while he was there. You know, it's just like, just do your job, man. So anyway, <laughs> we all have different preferences for who works on our site and that's okay. I just want someone who does a great job and you wouldn't believe how hard that is. So anyway, everything's inside the walls that needs to be there. The next thing, now things are starting to get finished. So drywall goes up um, on your walls or your ceiling. And this is a messy process. It's going to get taped, mudded, sanded, which is the super messy part. And then mudded again and then sanded again. And so this sanding, the, the particles that come off your drywall are white and super fine so they are everywhere like this is not a good time to pull out your new black suede shoes or jacket or whatever like drywall dust is 
every just gets everywhere on everything so after this is done make sure your space is cleaned as much as possible wipe it down with like wet cloths get that drywall dust picked up otherwise you will be living i mean it will just continue to infiltrate your house everywhere and it's going to be in your furnace ducts it's going to be everywhere so make sure they're cleaned make sure you change your furnace filter all the things if especially if you are continuing to live in your space okay so drywall is up on your walls and ceilings. They're all closed in, which always feels so awesome. Next thing, your walls and ceilings are primed, textured, if you're adding texture, which you should add some sort of texture. Don't do that to yourself or your professionals. If you don't add texture on your walls, you're just asking to see every imperfection. No one is that perfect and no house is that perfect. No materials are not that perfect. Like, Give yourself a little bit of grace and space for imperfections by, that's what texture is. (laughs) You don't have to do a popcorn ceiling, but a little bit of texture hides um, any waviness in your drywall insulation. It hides any mudding imperfections where you might see screw holes or anything. Like things that are within a normal tolerance, that's okay. You know, like they're, It's not going to be perfect. Houses will settle. Things happen. Like, again, give yourself that space, plan for imperfection, and cover it as best as possible. (laughs) And I don't mean imperfection like they did something wrong. That is not okay. But, you know, we are all people and we are all human. (laughs) So anyway, walls walls and ceilings are primed textured and primed again and this is not necessarily done by your painter it's usually done by your drywall professional because they'll often come in with a sprayer and spray it all that same ceiling white color um so if you want your ceiling a different color that's something to talk about at that time as well and your closet ceilings and your closets will get painted at this time and all that sort of thing so anyway see again lots of things that need to happen and people that you need to coordinate and little tiny things that you need to think about it's all possible and I never share all I don't share this to scare anybody because again this is life we all do it we've all remodeled we your homes need to be updated this stuff happens and we all live through it but I'm trying to lay the groundwork for you to be more successful at it this time to go into it being like I'm the boss I got this I know what's going on and I know why we're doing this. Yes, put texture on my wall. I want it to look like this. Make them give you a sample of what the texture is going to look like. Don't never just say, oh, whatever you think sounds good because then you don't know what you're going to get. Like, don't do that to yourself. Anyway, off topic. Off topic. Once your walls are finished, (laughs) cabinets can be installed. Uh, Your cabinet company, I would recommend your cabinet company doing this. Um... It seems relatively straightforward, like put the cabinet on the wall, boom, you know, screw it on and it's just a box. But there are lots of little tips and tricks and little things that will make even the most basic of cabinets look fantastic or things that you can do wrong that will that make super high end fancy cabinets look cheap and not quite right. So your install matters. And actually, I would say that with every single material, every single job in a home, you know, in a construction project, the way it is installed can make all the difference. So make sure that your installers know what they're doing, are comfortable with what you're asking, and, you know, can can really do what you're asking, because sometimes that's not the case. But anyway, 
cabinets are installed. And a big note I want to put out there is that countertops do not get installed at the same time as your cabinets. This is a huge moment in construction and when I can tell whether people have listened to me or not. Even my like straight up face-to-face -face clients. Um, now I'm going to text Bjorn a second because he's asking me if I want a treat and you know I do. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so I was talking about the countertops. Just know that countertops cannot, okay, I skipped this part a little bit earlier too. Your cabinets cannot be measured and started until your walls are complete because there are always small, there's like a small little tolerance, you know, for a wall might not be 100% straight or it's a quarter inch in or whatever, like from your drawings. They will, they will never build counter they will never build cabinets from a drawing alone the space needs to be measured unless it doesn't matter you know unless the cabinets are like floating in in on a wall and it doesn't they're not like lining up against anything then who cares but if it is sandwiched in between two walls or relying on a window placement you know that sort of thing the cabinets need to be the space needs to be officially measured once the walls are up before the cabinets will start construction and then little tweaks are always made because oh we're an inch short over here or we're a couple inches bigger over here so we can we can make that up in the cabinets no big deal that's a good thing on that same note your countertop is not measured until your cabinets are in because again small little things can happen here and there your sink could be off a little bit your overhang could be different the wall is closer than you thought whatever um and again remember how expensive those parts of your project are like your cabinets and your countertop are probably the most expensive thing you're going to purchase in a kitchen remodel you want them to be perfect i don't want to mess up your ten thousand dollar countertop by you know calling out this measurement and neither does your installer so nobody starts the fabrication until they can officially measure so again your four to six four to six weeks timeline requires all of these steps to happen perfectly <laughs> and we all know life you know it's not anything that you need to happen perfectly won't what is that maslow's theory plan on it in construction always something will happen and it's not even a big deal there are lots of ways to um correct mistakes without even you know without it even being an, a big deal or uh, quite often you know you end up with more space than you thought or whatever it's just you need to adjust and that's fine but you need to give yourself the space to make those adjustments the time in your timeline to be able to correct things make different decisions adjust that happens in construction and you need to have the mental focus to roll with it and be ready to, you know, make those adjustments, to be nimble in your construction process. That is the most important thing. So anyway, cabinets are installed, countertops are measured, usually like maybe a week or two countertops are installed, depends on what company you use and where they're located, where they do the fabrication. But eventually countertops get installed, flooring can get installed once the cabinets are installed. Uh, the walls can be finished, like painted, putting tile on, putting wallpaper up, whatever, you know, your, whatever accents you're adding. The plumbing, plumbing and electrical contractors come back and finish all their rough ins. So they put in the outlets, they put in the light fixtures, they install the faucets, uh, all that kind of stuff. All those things can kind of happen 
at any time at that process in that phase and you might even say your project's done but you need to still put up wallpaper or something like that happens all the time and that's more when I say there's not like a magic number where all of a sudden you're like boom everything's done it probably will never happen most people are like yeah you know three years later I still have this little bit to finish and this little thing that totally happens but the majority of your space is done you move back into it you put your spoons in the drawer coffee cups are in the cabinet you know you got it you're done that, you know, that to me signifies the end of the, of the construction project, whether it's actually done or not. You know, there's always something. So as I said, as you approach the end of your project, some phases can happen simultaneously or in different order, but this is roughly the kitchen remodeling process. And as confidently as I say that, I will also say that every project is unique. Something about your project will be different. And like, that's absolutely the one thing I can guarantee. (laughs) Any professional who has worked in the construction world will tell you that they are continuously surprised by things that happen on the construction site. I have been doing this for 14 years. I have been on hundreds of construction sites, worked on hundreds of projects, and I still get things that I'm like, huh. I don't know, I will have to look into that, or I've never had that happen to me before, or I have never seen that. That is normal. Please don't let someone tell you that they know everything about construction and that they can do this start to finish with no issues. That's when you know you have uh, someone who doesn't know what they're doing. (laughs) Okay, so back to the original point of this podcast. Looking through that list that I, or listening through the list that I just told you, because again, it's available online if you wanna visually look at this list. But it's a lot of line items. And again, I did not even go into detail for each item. You know, like what it takes to walk through with your electrician and plumber and figure out all the rough-ins. You know, I didn't go through that whole process because each step is a process. (laughs) So believe me when I say that it is a lot to do any sort of construction project. In the previous post, Living in Construction, I talked about leaving space in your brain for this project, and I I am saying it again. I've said it throughout this post, and I will say it a million more times. That is the difference between a successful project, you. Whether you have the mental stamina to focus on this and make the decisions that you need to. Because it's totally possible to complete a home construction project in four to six weeks. You can be, I have had many clients who have taken the course, taken my advice, and just like, bang, went right through it. Boom, boom, boom. Had issues, whatever, worked through it, and now my project's done, and I was in command the entire time. It's possible. But you have to focus and have the mental space to make it happen. Otherwise, it won't. So if you need help preparing yourself, that is where I come in. Design Your Dream Home, my online course, is the is this blog post times a million. And I highly recommend it if you are building your own home or thinking about a large-scale remodeling project. Design Your Dream Home provides the framework and space to get clear on your vision, lays out the decisions you need to make while providing the background information necessary to make all those decisions. And along with the confidence and clarity to know that what you want is valid and that you can absolutely have it because this is your project, your home, and your life, and you can get what you want. I will show you how. That's what Design Your Dream Home does. 
I can't change the construction industry alone, but I can create more prepared clients with confidence in their vision and their voice to stand strong at the design table and on the construction site, owning their projects and getting what they want. That is my mission statement. That's what I am here to do. I'm not here to tell you how to design your home. I'm not here to tell you what color is best. There are a million ways to create a dream home. There is no wrong way to eat a Reese's. You as the homeowner are the boss and it is my job to make sure that you know that and to prepare you for this process. And frankly, I love my job. So give me more work. I'm here to help. I am here to solve your construction issues and to help you realize you're ready for this. You can do this. I am here for you whether it's one-on-one, in the blog, on the podcast, on the course, whatever you need, I am here to help you design your dream home. Mm -hmm.